You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Vegas After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Vegas After Show. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Good afternoon, good, good morning, good evening. Did I say them all? Yes, I did. Bingus for doing. This is the 12th episode of the first season of CBS's Vegas. Thank you, After, after Buzzers, for joining us. The episode is called From This Day Forward. I am your host, Thaddeus Massey, and joining me this evening are the incomparable Nick Perdue. And? Incomparable? <laughs> I, I don't know. It just sounded it sounded good. I mean, I couldn't compare anybody to him. So that's what incomparable means, I guess. Agree. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Bam Erickson. <laughs> I kept it simple. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm Bam Erickson. You guys know me. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. Okay. I'm excited as you guys can hear it in my voice. And oh my gosh. Woo! I feel, I feel, wait, what was the, what was our listeners' name that said I should lay off of the Cokes? Because I had an episode where I had like two or three cokes. Um, Watchtower Base? No, it wasn't Watchtower Base. It was Red Something. I forget. Uh, off of YouTube. Oh. Okay, but I didn't have a lot of cokes. I'm on a Diet Coke. <laughs> and it's, 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 it's just the fact that I'm really excited because it's probably the best episode of Vegas that there's been so far. I think the guys would agree with me. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it left a lot of suspense. I mean, actually, because we got the Grammys coming up next week. So we yeah, have Grammys in two weeks is it two weeks yeah okay well we didn't get any foreshadowing for next week <laughs> well that's because there's only nine episodes left and they have to stretch this until may got you nah, so yeah. are we gonna have an episode next week or not no okay so and we won't have one the following week because it's the grammys so we'll two week probably, hiatus yeah it'll be a couple weeks before okay we, before we're back that's fine i mean there's a lot that i mean can happen between now and then <laughs> i don't know about for the show I and mean, production a lot a lot can happen but it'll hold us over because there was a lot of stuff that happened in this episode mm-hmm. yeah they really brought a lot of stuff to a head so to speak uh i mean wow let's just get right into it we start the episode off jack <laughs> jack lamb naked again or bucket it naked it uh-huh under mia's bed yeah Daddy Rizzo comes in like a sophomore in high school. He's not under Mia's bed because under is the he's un, he's in the bed under the covers. No, he was under. No, the he bed. was under he the was bed. Physically, under he was the hiding. Bed. Under the he bed. was hiding under the bed. Yeah, maybe that was when I was getting my popcorn. My Probably, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but he was hiding under the bed because yeah. he climbed out from under after uh, uh, Johnny uh, Johnny left. Johnny left the room. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so. That was that's how the to show you what kind of episode it was. It was Welcome. Off, that's what that is. I want to see them actually, you know, get it cracking. I'm it's tired of CBS, seeing this after this know. after. If it was HBO, then you would you would you would see. It. I don't want to see the afterglow. I want to see the glow. You, <laughs> you want to you, okay. you want to see the wash, rinse, and repeat. Yeah, huh? I want to see the pop off, especially with uh, Sarah Jones. That's pie Sarah. Side, baby. Hi, Sarah. You're gorgeous. Anyway, so. Let's talk about this old flame. Yeah, Barbara. We'll get back to Jack and Mia in a little bit, guys. But what we want to do is talk about Barbara. Barbara Kent. Kent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Used to be Barbara Howard. Bad. Now she's Barbara Kent. Shows up. Eight years later. Eight yeah. years looking, after. Looking a little rough. Looking like a like an old catcher's mitt. But that's beside the fact. Wow. You know, looking like an old leather purse. But again, that's <laughs> wow. beside the fact. Wait, actually, I'm going to disagree with you on that because... <laughs> 
<laughs> a leather purse is very sturdy and it lasts a long time. She's lasted. Yeah, no, she, she didn't. She, she looked like the Joker. You see, like like right here. Um, a little bit. Yeah, she looked like the Joker to me. Like I couldn't take her. But I know that's makeup and all that kind of stuff. That's actually um, I can't remember the actress's name. She's very talented and very pretty. But they did that on purpose because they can't have somebody come and outshine uh, the ADA, who was, yeah. has to be the primary love interest for Ralph Lamb. Uh. And like, I appreciate they did a good job. They did a good job of they did understating of a, they her did beauty for this episode. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so so apparently, you know, they used to date a long time ago, and Dixon has uh, he can't stand her. He doesn't yeah. like her. They he feels like she left my dad high and dry, broke yeah. my dad's heart. Of course, as a kid, you don't know the the, the true story. The, the true story of yeah. what's going on, and we find out later that. You know, as we already know, and this is a good thing. This is something that they've already revealed in backstories that we know that Ralph is hung up on the memory of his wife, which is Dixon's mother. Yeah. And she was probably with him and competing with that. If she couldn't pull him away from that ranch, of course, if he had a life there yeah. with his wife and his wife would die in a car crash. Right. If she passed away or whatever, then he would always have these memories of her. Yeah. That's never going to go away. That's not going to happen. He's. He's not allowing himself to move forward, and to, so to let go, right? Yeah. Plus, she wanted to see the world and all this other, you know, all this other stuff. I mean, one thing, you know, her. Okay, let's 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 go to the the actual situation of why she, quote unquote, was supposedly there robbery. to begin with. Mm-hmm. Robbery, okay. homicide. So there was a robbery. Was it a robbery, homicide, no, or just a robbery? Robbery. Okay, it was a robbery. So her now husband mm. had just been mugged. Strong right, armed. strong armed. They jacked uh, five grand, mm-hmm. put him in a coma, put him in a hospital. Which was really funny to me that this dude was, you know, he had to bust it open lip later, but he was walking around in a suit. You're you're not operate. You're not that operational that soon after a coma. Mm-hmm. Mm. As far as well, I I don't think he was in a coma. <clears throat> I think he was in a coma. They mentioned that he was in a coma. No, but 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 didn't Ralph? You know, when he when he went to the uh, to the uh, bookies or or, or the, those those guys, he said that you know he was in a in a coma. But let me go talk to him. Mm-hmm. And he said, I thought he was in a coma. He's like, oh, did I say that? Oh, okay. So, so he, I don't, he really wasn't in a coma. He yeah. just he that was just his way of um, getting the information. Getting the information. Yeah. I see. Scare the guys to give them information. Okay. Yeah. Got you. So he was in a coma. Got you. But when she came to him, um, Barbara said that she, that the, the that her husband didn't want to come because of their past. So mm-hmm. she came on the husband's behalf. He didn't want to actually even report the robbery. Which is really stupid. Yeah. Like, you're going to let your wife go report it to her ex-flame well, that she, he knew he was the second choice to? But, like, but, what? what but, is that? But also... Looking back, she probably initiated. He may have had reservations, and it was her. Oh, okay. Well, I'll go talk. You, you just stay and you lay and you, you know, put the ice or the the, the you meat on your better. eye. You get better, and I'll go talk to him because why? She wanted to see him. She still loved him, and she mm. wanted to see what's up with uh, with potentially getting back with him or getting a kiss or whatever she wanted to do. She so got it a was kiss. it was a well, yeah. So <laughs> so it was really her. I, I feel that it was really her doing to want to go back to see. Uh, lamb. See, yeah, but pretty she, blues. He, he should have. He should have. He, he should have manned up. He should have manned up and said, you know, he's the sheriff. It's his job to investigate. Have him come over here, uh-huh. and you know, I'm laid up. Have him come over here. If you're gonna see this guy, I'm gonna be there too. Hey, you're not going over there and show up and. <laughs> Rekindle. All right. Yeah. I spent a lot of money on those European vacations that we went on. Okay. And that watch. And that watch. And all those. Got all gold in that, that watch. All gold in that watch. Stop. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was for Steve. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, so let's, you know, he, he Ralph gets caught up in this episode. There was also a whodunit. Yeah. Um, with this divorce ranch. I've never heard of divorce ranch before. Interesting. In my life, or divorce anything besides a divorce party, where people have parties. <laughs> right. They, I've heard, yeah, yeah, I've heard of that, yeah. but I've never heard of a divorce facility. 
<laughs> which is like a divorce rehab center where people can tired of do, your relationship. You know, I guess some kind of status or societal status thing where it's like it's okay now after you've been here for such a long, such a period of time. Now you can go back into society, which in the sixties is kind of like okay. It sounds stupid, but maybe to help women and protect women so that they're not just left hung and dry anywhere like most women are today. Mm-hmm. It kind of allows them to get themselves together, re- kind of recuperate, and before they get thrown out because they don't, you know, women didn't work and they didn't have a lot of jobs back in those days. I'm assuming that this is a way to kind of keep them protected until they could eventually go out on their own. So we'll it's say, like AA for divorces. Kind yeah. Of what mm-hmm. well, see, back in those days, what, 1960, what was the population of the world? This is about, what? I don't know. So they can afford to do that. Now it's way billion, too many maybe. people. Yeah. So until they get this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> until the plan comes together. Until yeah. the plan comes uh, together. <laughs> then, you know. Anyway. Gold dollar my watch. Exactly. So <laughs> Don't believe me, Jim. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> okay, so back to the episode. Uh, we, we've got to find... <laughs> He was like, okay. Steve hates that song. He's, part, he's our producer. He hates, he hates that. He's been cut off my, my mic in a minute. All right. All right. <laughs> you say that one more time. Anyway, so Jack and Mia, the confrontation with their dad in the restaurant. They were set up. They were both set up. Johnny and Jack were set up by Mia. Mia was like, you know what? Was that a setup? T- yeah, it was a setup. She because- wanted, well, because after he was under the bed, apparently. Mm hmm. She didn't want to do any more hiding. Yeah, she, she was tired of know, that. She wanted him to know what well, you know what's going on. The she, jig was up, you know. And so we we've talked off camera about how um, Mia's love for Jack is questionable. Right. Well, maybe this displays that she her love him. that she loves him. She loved him. But what man. I thought was interesting. Can we talk about that whole conversation? Yeah, go right ahead, man. Uh, what was interesting is is. He was like, I love your daughter, and, you know, you're going to have to get used to it. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he said, he's yeah. Not, he said, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going yeah. anywhere. Right. Yeah. And he said, let's call it, call it truce. And he gave him that smirk, like, do it. Do yeah. something. Like, like yeah. I dare you. Yeah. And then he was like, you know, I never, I won't respect you. You won't. And then he kind of brought it to reality. Right. You know, I won't respect you. You won't, you won't respect me. He said, you're never going to like me. I'm yeah. never going to like you. Yeah. But. but for kind of like for Mia's sake, for Mia's sake, for Mia's sake, let's call it truth. And then right. he also threw in there, but I love your, I love your daughter. I love your daughter. Right. Which, yeah. which is, and that was the first time it was that it was revealed. Right. Yeah. But then also, Mia did call Jack her boyfriend. Yeah. That, to, that's, to, to that's, Rizzo? To Rizzo? Rizzo? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I don't, I don't that's catch that. That's the first time that we've heard her say that he's her boyfriend. Well, she's not the sleeping around type. Well, yeah, but but she, but she hasn't said it though. You yeah, know what I mean, just any, you know. Right, right, right. Of course, so, she hasn't labeled. They haven't yeah, officially cause, cause had a title. Remember on our on our uh, podcast last week, you know, we were talking and you were saying, well, you don't know if you know if if she feels that like he's her boyfriend and this right. and that. And so like this week was the confirmation. She she put it out there. She did. She's like, this is my man mm-hmm. and daddy Rizzo. <laughs> I thought his response was great because obviously he couldn't, you know, make a scene or blow up right then and there. And so he'll just said, you know, which well, is uncharacteristic of him not to cut you off because he is the. But I think I think one. he is so pissed. <laughs> right. I think it, he, he didn't so, know what to do with because himself. this is personal. This has nothing to do with business. business yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of something that's intermingled where business and and personal yeah. have kind of have or are, are kind of bumping heads. Coexist. And he is yeah. he this dude is he is he's. You see his face? Mm-hmm. He's pissed. Mm-hmm. As he should be. I mean, mm-hmm. I would be pissed. At the daughter. same time, I think if you think about it from his perspective, I think he would know that his daughter, he's the guy is not just getting some. Like yeah. no guy's just gonna come out and say, I love your daughter. You know, it's like Especially that's a, a declaration. Right. That's a <laughs> declaration. And you know these are good old boys. And you know, it'd be different if he was a Chicago back home slicker, yeah. something like that, city slicker guy. But he's a good down home ranch guy who just happens to throw up roadblocks for their business, which right. is a problem. But for on a personal level, when it comes to the relationship and somebody looking after and being a good guy for his daughter, I think he should be like, well, he's a good guy. But I can understand him being upset at the same time, yeah. especially how he is. It makes sense. Go ahead. What are you going to say, Bam? I can totally see both sides. So I could see from the father's perspective and I could just see from from the business side mm-hmm. um, but I thought it was smart that Jack was so in his face just right. to let him know mm-hmm. because again 
Uh, he's still the sheriff. He's still the sheriff's deputy. Not, but not only that, but that kind of um, Rizzo's kind of character. People fear him. He's scary. He does crazy things. He'll mm-hmm. shoot you in the middle of the street. So for Jack to stand up and declare his declarations right in front of his face and basically gave him to look like, I dare you to say something, right. you know, it kind of threw him off his off his guard because Rizzo's not used to someone speaking something like that. And That's true. Yeah. You know, he's the boss everywhere else in Vegas. Yeah. What I think is that was it was two two parts because one it was to to show Rizzo, you know, it was like, yo, you know, I can go toe to toe with with you, right? Mm-hmm. And then it was also to show Mia like I'm not afraid of your daddy. Right. You know, and because yeah. you saw her face when she was like, Whoa. right. When he's, I mean, I don't think has he ever told her. I, I don't think he's ever told her I love you. No, yeah, not, they, on, not on camera. Not on camera. <laughs> and so it seems as if they have something established. And because this is coming to a head, I think Mia is trying to establish something in independence with her dad. Yeah. At the same time, I think Jack was like, "This is a perfect time for me just to put it out there." Yeah. And, and she even th- she even asked him. She was like, yeah, "You know, um, you told him that you love me," and he was like, "Yeah, you know, that was kind of a tactical error. I kind of just." threw that out there for the sake of, you know, really proving to your dad. She, she knows that's not no tactical issue. <laughs> but, you know, that was that was interesting. Um, little But I think for yeah. too. the thing that I can appreciate about how they, the writers, and I want to give it up to Vegas writers on this because you guys really got this right. When it comes to the intricacies of a relationship and how things go, sometimes that can be tricky in writing that. Mm. You know, I mean, just the specifics of it and the fact that how that developed, she felt like this guy that I'm seeing, I really care about. We probably can never be. But I'm sick of this. You know, you know, after she's been with them for a while and they're seeing each other, of course, their feelings are going to grow and they're going to deepen or whatever. But he kind of stood up to my dad, who was the boss of all this for me. Yeah. Stood up. Yeah. So what else could she do? What does she well, do? Well, she goes and stands up to her dad like, he took a stand, now I have to take a stand. Yeah. Like, it, I'm going to always be under this cloud. And then she she had to think about all the things. You know, she mentioned it. Go ahead, Nick. What were you going to say? I think that, you know, him taking the stand, it was like, he's showing her I'm all in. You know, and that's right. what he's saying. He was like, I'm committed to you. Like, this is, you know, like, I want you to be my girl. Like, you know, like all this, you know, backdoor stuff that we're, that we're doing is like, I can show you that, you know, this is it for me. Like, this is, you know, I'm 100%. And so she saw that. And so, you know, she may have been 80 or she may have been 90. But then after she saw that, she's like, okay, like, I feel that I can be 100 with him now. And like what you were saying, that is that, you know, she had to stand up to her dad, too. Because, like, well, he did it. So, you know. I'm going to be 100% honest, too. Go ahead, Ben. We need you to give your 100% support on iTunes. Okay, we need you guys to go to iTunes. We need you to download. It's free. You need to rate us. You need to comment and you need to tell a friend as many people as you possibly can, because we are destined to get into the AfterBuzz TV iTunes top 10. Yes, we have a lot of great shows here on AfterBuzz, which a lot of us, you know, we we are, we're a part of different shows. But Vegas, we want you to go to iTunes, download, rate, leave a comment Boom, it's right there. There it is. All. Tell mama and them. Okay, you can leave all your comments. You can uh, write and tell a friend, please, as well. And then don't forget about the podcast app. And what that does is it organizes all of your subscriptions that we uh, have here on AfterBuzz TV. We have over 50 shows for the new fall and winter season of 2012-2013. And there's shows for everybody. So if there's anything that you like on TV, we cover it. We do after shows for it. So don't forget the podcast app. Exactly, and, right. and you can and you can subscribe to us on YouTube as well, and subscribe to us on Twitter just so you know what's going on and see uh, who's doing what show, and you can see what recaps are going on as well as iTunes. So there you go, me and Jack again. <laughs> this is serious. It is. So Mia stands up to her dad, and the fact that she brings up the conditions under which she was raised. Mm-hmm. Being Expl- his daughter explains her character. Explains her character a lot, yeah. 
and especially for me because I've had this thing this reservation this about reservation yeah. about how she really is so unattached it seems even though she's dating this guy and unemotional well let's let's just back up just a little bit so once Rizzo finds out that his daughter is dating Jack mm-hmm. he go Rizzo goes to Savino and says yes. to fire his daughter to get her out of there and, exactly and then of course Savino doesn't want to because she's the best She's the best thing around. She's the best accountant. She's the best accountant. So, of course, Davino has to do it. And, of course, he lies to her and says, oh, you know, I had to hire somebody else. And Chicago wanted somebody else. And, and Mia, she knows it. She was like, okay, who is it? What's his name? You know, she's asking all of these questions. So right. she's smart as a whip. And so she knows. She that knows he's lying. And so mm-hmm. she knows that he's lying and that his dad's up to it. So then she goes and confronts her dad. And she says, um... She confronts him, and then something that the dad said that Rizzo said that was interesting. He was like, "You shouldn't be working here. This is a waste of your time. You should be working at a bank." <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, in those, I guess in those days, that's that's well, she's a, uh, she, that's she, a plausible because she, she's a accountant. She's, she's an, an uh, accountant. That's yeah. true, and yeah. you're making and you're making a good point, Bam. And, and the reason is because she went to Wharton Business School, which mm-hmm. is to this day like one of the top business schools in the country. Mm. She graduated from this place, and. And especially, I guess there were more actually, you know, uh, probably stereotypical chauvinistic views on what a woman should be doing and the kind of jobs they should be having. Oh, you should be working in a bank or being a teacher or something like that back mm-hmm. in those days in that mm-hmm. era. But she's been to Wharton Business School, yeah. Yeah. so she's very overly qualified, extremely, extremely qualified to do. What she's doing, where she's doing it, and the fact that the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. And her response was. I should be working at a bank, but guess what? I interviewed for all of the 36 or 36, there's 36 30 corporations, corporations mm-hmm. and I didn't get not one interview. And mm-hmm. you know why I didn't get an interview? Because of my last name. Because I have your last name. <laughs> so she threw it out there like, right. my life has been ruined because of your name, your reputation, and what you've done. She said she didn't go to prom. She uh, couldn't go to prom. She didn't have any boyfriends because yeah. they're afraid of her, the dad. Afraid of uh, getting whacked. I mean, wouldn't you? No. Kneecaps. So, I mean, she's... Her life is, is, she's kind of suffered, this girl. Yeah, and so she, sheltered. She's very sheltered. Yeah. And she took it in and she said she's applying at the casino next door. She's she said not, Golden Nugget and what was the other the one? Card House. Yeah. A little something Card House. Yeah, Card I House. I just remember Golden Nugget because obviously that's still around. Right. And, and, and that would be really, 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 really dumb. To really, lose really? her, really, really. Like, that would be so stupid to lose her. But his, to a, cause She said, I'm not leaving Vegas. Now, that's the Rizzo coming out of her. Yeah. I'm not leaving Vegas. And I'm not yeah. leaving Jack. And I'm not leaving Jack. Exactly. That's and exactly what she out. said. And yeah. she walks out. And now he's really pissed. Mm-hmm. And because and see, because this is personal, he's not thinking about the business side. He's not no. thinking about losing. Right. He's not it's thinking all about. Emotion. He's not thinking about his daughter, the smart business uh, business accountant. He's right. not thinking about that. He doesn't want his daughter with this bum dude. That's he what said, she's thinking. He yeah. said he did say, "I'm trying to do right by you." Mm-hmm. He said, "I'm trying to like really." <laughs> if you were trying to do right by your daughter, you your ass wouldn't be in the mob, dude. You wouldn't be in the mafia if you're trying to do you right do by right your dog. You know what I mean? So it's kind of <laughs> like, eh, nah, you're not trying to do right by your daughter. Because your whole lifestyle puts her in danger. He's not unless thinking. she's unless she's neck deep in it too and doing yeah. the damn thing. So I mean, he's not thinking straight. He's not thinking straight. He's well, he's he's thinking sensibly based on him. Yeah. And that's and that's kind of what she that's she, she said, you know. She right. she was like, everyone has to be miserable in order for you to be, you know, in order for you to feel because feel he's good. he's lonely, he's miserable. But I like, mean, but like mobsters, you got to think back even even now. Something to show, like an excuse they have for themselves is their family. Like they make excuses to cope with what they're doing and all the things they're doing. So saying he's looking out for her as being a mobster, like it's his way of. Making what he's doing right. It. Yeah, he's trying to justify everything he does. Yeah, well, he has to justify it. Otherwise, his whole sensibility of what he's doing for a living and what his lifestyle is wouldn't even make sense. Yeah. And he'd have to go to the monastery and become a, a, a preacher or something like that. But that's pretty much what we all do as men is we always try and justify actions when we know we're wrong. So, Okay, I'm not going to even uh, justify that <laughs> with a response. <laughs> Bam. Is that what men do? Well, women do, <laughs> women do too, but I know we can relate to right, that right, right. Of course. situation. You're right, you're right. Men men tend to, you know, make a decision and 
You know, it's like the whole, the old, uh, you know, a lady will tell her, her husband while they're on a, going on a road trip, no, I think you have to go this way. I think you have to make a right. And he's like, no, I know where I'm going. I know the, the whole directions thing. Mm-hmm. You know, even though he even back of his head is like, I think she's right. <laughs> I'll drive another 100 miles and then I'll turn around and I'll go the other way. And be like, let see, me, you got to go this way. for her to fall asleep. Right, man. right. <laughs> But this is a great segue that we're speaking about men, women. Let's. This is a perfect uh, way to talk about Savino and his wife because right. they kind of mm-hmm. had that same situation tonight. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing with Savino and his wife, mm-hmm. I can really appreciate oh, Vanessa Shaw. Here. Bellissima, Vanessa Shaw. You do not look like an old uh, catcher's man. Now, Vanessa Shaw. You are so incredibly beautiful. She's incredibly beautiful. And let me tell you why. She is gorgeous because she looks good whether she's a brunette or whether she's a blonde. She's hot. What can I say? <laughs> she does look good. That yeah. was pretty good. That was all right, but I'm just saying she. Can you, can you keep that voice for about just yeah, keep, just it, keep, it, keep, keep it, keep it for the for, okay, the, for the, the rest of the. I just happened to see Vanessa Shaw I in mean, a movie yeah. called Three Ten to Yuma, starring what's his name Antonio. Russell Crowe, <laughs> Russell Crowe, <laughs> and uh, Christian Bale, Bale right? The Batman guy, right? In the dark, they call him the Dark Knight. Anyway. Okay, I'm gonna break character on that. It kind of, kind of went into a little uh, Jamaican there on the end there. You know, kind of went into a little bit Jamaican. <laughs> so she looks good regardless. Brown hair, blonde hair. She mm-hmm. was totally dressed down. You know, no makeup, not glamour. She's kind of glamorous because she's a uh, a mob a mob wife. a mob a mob wife's. I mean, a mob a mob boss's wife. Mm-hmm. So she's a little glamorous. She just she looks good regardless. She's just. She's just smooth. Stop her up with the biscuit. Vanessa with an I. V-I-N. She's hot. So I really could appreciate what this character is doing. Mm. She's... It's Laura, right? Her character's name is Laura. Laura Sabino. So she's doing... She's she's actually making the moves that a boss should be making. Right. Mm. Now, this is the... This is the irony behind this whole, just like you said, Bam, the whole man-woman relationship thing Mm. is that she's doing what he already should be doing, yet she just didn't disclose what she was doing and how she was going about doing it, Mm -hmm. but she's doing it because she knows it's best not to tell her husband because her husband doesn't want her involved. He's going to get in his own way, and this is the problem with Vince. He's getting in his own way with this situation with Rizzo. So now... That's like, you know, the husband and wife thing where it's like I make my husband think that he's the one that came up with this great idea when I'm really the one that gave him this idea. Mm-hmm. This is why wives get half of the money. <laughs> they say, you know what? The wife was the one that probably dropped this and he made a billion dollars, but it was really the wife's idea. So she was anyway. with him shooting in the gym. Right. Exactly. But, you know, also um, earlier um, in the episodes, Savino actually used her for something i can't remember what it was and so it's like he wants to to get the bank loan yes and to uh and for the election when it's when it's for the mayor when it's convenient he's gonna use it he's gonna use her yeah but see this is his one flaw his one flaw right now is he made a big mistake of sending his wife back to chicago and scolding her in this situation he probably feels like he can't trust her but see this is gonna be his achilles heel the fact that just like she said before she went back, everything she's doing is for the family, just like what he's doing for their survival. And what is all he's doing right now? He's just, all he's going to do is carry out her same plan yeah. of what she was already doing. Yeah. He, he, so who's the man in the relationship? But he, Laura, he, Laura. He made a he made a good point when he was just saying about it's not a good idea because we'll be in and out of course of five years. That was a good point, but I like how she came right back and she said, "Well, I came up with this plan because we don't have anything else. Do you have a plan?" Exactly. And did he? And no, no. He and that showed teamwork. She was like, "Okay, well, do you have a plan?" Tag team. And, and not even on some like, this was what I had to offer. Do you have some? Do you have something else that I don't know about? Let's do it. Yeah. It wasn't even on like some smart, some, some smart like. Well, do you have something better than what I? Because I know you don't. Because you're stupid and I'm smart. It wasn't even like that. She wasn't coming like on that sassy attitude. She's like on some survival mode tip. Like this, as long as Rizzo is running stuff, then 
they're they're not. It's a no bueno situation. Yeah. yeah, it's a no bueno situation. It's it's a dead end because they already lost a tumbleweed because they almost got their their brains blown out by these uh, <laughs> by these hillbillies. Boy. These hillbillies. You know, because they were trying to punk, he was trying to punk the banker. Mm. Like, so Rizzo is really just, Rizzo is screwing up, dude. He is really cleaning up, you know, just like Vince said to his boy. And we'll talk about the elephant. What is the elephant root, elephant dust? Is that what they had back then instead of Viagra? The elephant tusk. Elephant tusk. Uh. He had to, you know, snort some of that or do whatever. Mm-hmm. Just because he's dating this twenty-six-year-old uh, Viagra for the uh, 60s. showgirl. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh. So Viagra for the sixties. I'm sure <laughs> that was just hilarious. You know, it keeps your uh, it keeps your noodle. Uh, yeah, he's just the noodle. The noodle. That's how they refer to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nick, I like you. Remember the noodle. <laughs> he can't have a limp noodle. No, it has to be al dente. Yeah, it'll be al dente. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so okay, so how did how did Savino know that there was a rat in the casino? He, he was told by the DA. Oh, that's right. Straight so up. the DA has him come out because yeah. the DA did meet with the ADA, uh-huh. Catherine, last week, mm-hmm. and tried to get to find out who the informant, who the informant was. And the informant yeah. was. So now he knows there's a rat. He reports yeah. it to Savino. And Savino's like, you're hopeless. Like, you can't even find out from your own. He said, you know, fire her or, or, or you know, right. punish her for insubordination. He's and like, he, yeah, it doesn't work like that. It'll be too obvious. Did, blah, he, blah, blah, blah. did he also throw in the fact that she did something and she opened her legs up? Did you catch that? No. No. Oh, okay. But somebody opened their legs? No. When Savino was talking about Catherine, mm-hmm. he alluded the fact that, you know, she was only working there because of what she did to get there. Like, he was kind of Oh, just no, a, this, this uh, is when he, he jumped in the car. No, After no, this, the investigation. This is when he was when this is when he was talking with the DA was when he was like, well, you know, cough up the name, and he was like, I can't because you know the AD has it. And he was like, and then that's when he started to make those insults about her. Right, right, right. So now that he knows, he has to he's on this investigation to find out who <laughs> who it is, who it is, who is the rat, who the rat is. Yeah. And one thing I like about what the writers did again, the writers were on point this episode. Vegas writers, I got to give you guys mad props again because. How they developed this investigation, even though he found out the same episode and didn't carry on for two or three episodes, it made sense how he found out. And it wasn't like, that was fake. How mm-hmm. was he going to blah, blah, blah. He went to all the probabilities mm-hmm. first. The people working in the casino. He weeded it uh. down, weeded it down, weeded it down. And just like how Vincent would find something out or investigate it because he's a smart guy, he found out based on a schedule. Yeah. Scheduling, you know, but Laura was scheduling her. They, they thought that it was the... Uh, Secretary, so you know, check your secretary first, you know, to see if if she was the right. one doing it. You right. know, he's like, well, she's not that smart, but you know. And then his boy invited her to lunch so yeah. he could use his elephant tusk, and and then <laughs> he can, you know, Vince can go and check the schedules and see whatever that Laura. Desk, yeah. And then he sees the that his wife has a hair appointment every day. At every, every, <laughs> every day that that, that the that informant was meeting, was meeting with yeah. with ADA. Yeah. So, Vincent pops up in the car. <laughs> Wanna talk about that, Nick? Trying to be gangster. Let me put this way. Vincent in his, you know, mobster mentality, yeah. you know, basically, for lack of better words, I'm not gonna, you know, paraphrase everything, but threatens the ADA, right? Mm-hmm. And then she takes it in stride. I have to say, like, she didn't really flinch or anything, but she pulls out a pistol quick, right? And points it dead at him. No, and, she was the center mass. And she, was, <laughs> she was right there. It was Trinity style from the Matrix. Yeah, well, that, was, that was definitely Trinity. And, you know, actually, this in, in this car, this was Trinity and this was Michael Chiklis from The Shield in this car during this scene. That's what right. that was. Right. So, you know, and then and then Vincent was like, oh, you think you're the only person who pulls out a gun at me you know, or who, who had a gun pointed at me? And then he did make the comment about the legs. This is in my notes. But anyway, so what who cares? Go ahead. So oh, you know, he, he, that's when he made the le- yeah. it was in the car. Yeah, that's what car. I was saying. It was in the car. Yeah, you're right. My bad. Who was right? Club Thaddeus. Thank you very much. Uh, so go ahead, Nick. The more you know. So <laughs> so um, and she pulled it out quick. She did gold plated. It looked like it was gold plated. She pulled that gun out. So he was like, "Don't you ever talk to my wife." <laughs> You're close. Gold all of my gun. <laughs> <laughs> 
She Don't put, believe me, just lie. He put, she pulled that gun out so quick. She did. He thought he had the last word, and you yeah. would have thought that he had the last word based yeah. on what he was saying. He's like, "Don't you talk a word to my wife again?" He was or about else, to get out the or car. Or else will be the last word you the, ever it, speak. And then she said, "People like me kill people like you." In no cold well, blood. In cold blood. Yeah, and can get away. And with get it. away with it. Yeah. I'll never see the inside of a cell, dude. Not her one face. Day. I believe she would. She would have shot him right she there. Shoot, I believe, dude. Would have shot him dead. I, no, in fact, I thought she, she would have shot him in the shoulder just to prove a point. Like she right. just kind of clipped him. Yeah. Maybe get him in the kneecap, yeah. and then he would have walked in saying, oh, oh, I, "I tripped and fell." Exactly. <laughs> Back to the casino. Exactly. Like, he he had her. She had him spooked. Yeah. She, like when the old church ladies used to pack their pistols in their purses. Yeah. That was my my great grandmother was one of those ladies. Yeah, I, my great grandmother was too. And she, she had a, and pistol. you're like, oh, she ain't got no gun. And next thing yeah. you know, what, what, what's popping off? It was, a, it was a big old magnum she pulled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you won't trap me, sucker. You know she hit you with that peppermint's falling out of her purse. <laughs> <laughs> He's that favorite and obituaries and old fans, <laughs> obituaries fans and, and peppermint candy. Okay. You better put that offering back a little bit. You know, you try to make change in the offering play. You better put that offering back <laughs> for the Lord. <laughs> Nicholas Perdula. Gentlemen, what a fool. Anyway, so <laughs> this, this, uh, she pulls the gun out so quick on this guy. She, she scared the Holy Ghost in him. <laughs> talking about church. Show me the night, show no, but you can look at you can look at his face and you can tell yeah, he was, that he was like, he was "Oh, she will." She's she, not playing. He's like, she was serious. Yeah, she was serious. She will dump on me. And what is anybody gonna say no, if she no. pops me right now? Mm-hmm. They'll be like, "Oh, he came in my car and he attacked me." Yeah, and, yeah, in they broad daylight, in which, broad daylight, which we thought was interesting. How Catherine and um and, and Laura, Laura, Laura was meeting in broad yeah. daylight, but you know, so I, she's the gangster. Yeah, she really knows yeah. her position. Mm-hmm. So I was really like really impressed. Checkmate. With that That's idea. what that was. You're like, okay, right? Checkmate. So it was like he better figure it out, and he did. He better figure the situation out. But the thing, the thing that he's screwing up is sending his wife home. Yeah, that was you she, know maybe he feels bad. Maybe he has to take it out on her because he got punked by a lady. Pretty much. <laughs> no, maybe so. Yeah. Think about it. Like yeah. all that chauvinistic, I run stuff thing. I'm mm. the boss. And his wife got him punked by the ADA. Or the ADA or his wife was working with her. Man. He comes in here trying to be big strong arm dude and gets punked. He gets punked. Mm-hmm. I mean he gets punked. <laughs> There's no else to put it. And not Ashton Kutcher punked either. Hmm. I mean hood punked. Street punked. And so he sent her off to Chicago. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm sad about that. I hope she doesn't stay there for long. I, you know, I think he'll realize that it's a mistake and he will need her and bring her back maybe after a few episodes. There has to be a way that he has to bring her back and incorporate her into the fold. Yeah. He can't. Well, because she's a very integral part. She is an integral part. Now, yeah. it's it's sad that he's he's blinded by either emotion or ego, ego machismo, whatever it may be. <laughs> that he needs to send his wife back home uh-huh. when she is the only one that could really see outside the box and what he needs to do and how he needs to do it. And just an early prediction, you know, he's going to have to beg her to come back. Predictions. He is going to have to beg her to come back. You know, so he's going to eat those I don't think, words. I don't think he's going to beg her to come back. I think he's just going <clears> to... <throat> he's going to need her. He's going to somberly tell her, I need you. And the way he says it, she's going to know... That he's sorry. I think he'll just suggest it. Be like, you know, I think you should. I, I don't. I don't think her kind of character. Because what? I was upset. Because you remember, <laughs> get over it. I was upset. Come kiss my ring. There was a couple of things he said. He said, "Now thank me for saving your life." He was like, "Get on the plane and be thankful you can hear me saying this goodbye." Like those are some really hard words. And and as a it's woman, emotional. She's, yeah, yeah, she's not going to forget those things. So if no. he if she comes back, she's definitely going to throw something back at him for that because she's she's not the kind of wife that just push. She's not. She doesn't roll over. I think it might be even on her own terms too. She's like, "If I'm coming back, I'm doing this, 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 and this." Yeah, that was he. He made a very emotional decision by doing that. But yeah. Rizzo, we'll, we'll I mean, you know, we'll he made see. emotional decision. Rizzo made an emotional decision this episode. They did say it was the week of the women. Yeah, it was. It was ladies' night tonight. It was definitely ladies' night. You know, I mean, uh, at open bar before eleven o'clock <laughs> for you guys. You guys three before ten. Yeah, you guys did a good job. I mean, you got the ADA did her thing. Then you got the Sarah, uh, Mia. Mia Rizzo did her oh, thing. Man. And then you've also got Laura. Laura, who played an integral part in this whole situation this week. And let's just shout out Yvonne. It's real cool. Let's just throw it out there. 
And then, who? Yvonne. Yvonne. Is that Amy Garcia? That's Amy Garcia. That situation with her and Dixon is really hilarious. It's really funny. Go ahead, Bam. What are you about to say? Just speaking of women, and then the murder was based on a woman. Was, yeah. on, was on a woman. A divorce ranch. Right. That's you know, true. Run by the murderer who happened to be a mm-hmm. woman. Do right. you want to discuss the murder really quickly? Because it was kind of the the. It's always the backdrop every week. Yeah. You know, <laughs> for me personally, it's about everything that revolves around the casino, mm. and they have to. They have to have something to do. They're they're yeah, sheriffs. Share something to do. They're sheriff slash detective slash ranchers. CSI Vegas, mm. <laughs> nineteen sixty. So they're always going to have some new who done it. But none of the viewers are going to be really invested in any of these murders because they happen every week, and you don't know who these characters are. You want to see what's going on with the characters that you already have. So basically, that are very very profound and. Have a lot going on. Well, real quick recap on that. There was a love triangle between the head lady at the uh, divorce ranch, and there was another lady who was at the divorce ranch for longer than the typical woman would be at the divorce ranch. Right. And she became, like, the new social coordinator, whatever she she calls it. And so, essentially, she liked her, but there was this other gentleman who was at the ranch who, you know, had a fond liking to uh, this new social coordinator. And Marjorie. so the head lady, I forget, I forget her, her name, but, you know, she's been, been working with this man for at least five years or so. And so she developed, you know, a crush, might have you say. And, uh, you know, she, she saw what was going on between Marjorie and this guy, and she got a little jealous. So I think she, it was uh, more than a crush. This is more <clears throat> than a crush. Infatuation, you know, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. But crush groove. Either way, uh, you know, she, she had uh, Marjorie offed. What? She didn't have Marjorie off. Oh, she she, she offed her yeah. herself. Yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> she shot her in the shot back. Her. What's really interesting when it comes to murders, because we uh, this happened when I was recapping Castle. Whenever someone is, uh, it's revealed, the cops reveal that we know that you did it, the victim, the the people who do the murder and always go into this big, long, drawn-out story as to why they did something, so what, who cares? Right. They always have that monologue. You know, there's always that monologue. And so she had her monologue. And Dixon was just really looking at her like, for real? Seriously? <laughs> this episode is only 40 minutes. Yeah, so really, you got to wrap bitch, it up. Okay. <laughs> he was like, okay, yeah, you're under arrest, ma'am. He like he just let her talk. And he looked at her. And he's like, okay, yeah, you're under arrest, ma'am. Right. Shut uh, the, yeah. Right. <laughs> Shut the front door. Thanks for coming through and your little, your little 30 seconds on the show. Yeah. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, bruh. Figure so. you're a scale check on the way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. She she got her five lines or more. Yeah, right. You know, exactly. Go pick up you. Go 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 see Eric and uh, he'll uh, you know. Eric. Uh, that's the guy. That's, that's the PA's name. Sure. Yeah. That she's picking up her scale check from. Yeah. Sign. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So that that wasn't a very big part of the show as they usually never are. Um, but I'm. I'm but really thank you for them, writers. I, I'm really glad them. that there's a relationship developing between uh, Dixon and uh, what's her name? Yvonne. Yvonne. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I like their chemistry. I like the fact that he's a he's a ladies' man and he gets all the ladies, mm-hmm. but she's not interested in him whatsoever. And that is, of course, intriguing to a guy, and he's going to want to pursue her more because mm-hmm. of it. Now, once he finally gets her, which he has to eventually what's going to go from there not to answer that right now but of course that's when you know i don't know that might be the beginning of his settling down days we'll potentially see. or it may so they can have it ambiguously it may happen ambiguous and then it may end and and then it may end and yeah then, it it could just be like a real quick you know and then it ends and then eventually they you know they go back to each other or you know maybe she starts dating somebody but there's many ways that this can go but what's really interesting is all the men are tied to one one woman yeah pretty much Savino has his wife his wife um uh, Jack has um, Mia. Mia Ralph has the, um, ADA, the ADA yeah. and then Dixon has Yvonne sort of sort of kind of but that's you know what I'm hoping does not happen because really quickly, we only have a little bit of time left, but really quickly, Savino was setting up this this uh, scenario where Jack can off Rizzo, Rizzo for him. And that's the scenario that he, wants. That he needs Absolutely. in order for it not to be blamed back <clears throat> on them. Absolutely, because that's actually imp- and very important. That is very important. He protects, uh, obviously, you know, he goes and tells Rizzo that. His daughter Mia mm-hmm. 
was the rat was the rat and yeah. that she was is, influenced by Jack. That she was influenced by Jack. Mm-hmm. He was basically protecting his wife. So he opened Savino opened up a huge can of worms by throwing <laughs> Mia under, under the, the bus, bus to protect his wife and to now cause friction because he also found out that Mia and Jack were together based off what Mia had slipped to him when she was like, Is this have this does this have anything to do with the fact that I'm dating Jack? So he listened to that, he took that information and he and he ran with it. Well yeah. that was perfect timing also yeah. because everybody's emotionally compromised already. This so now you don't know who to you don't know who to trust. Yeah. Now Rizzo doesn't know if he can trust his daughter or what's going on. If it was a regular ordinary day, he would not have been able to pull that off. Mia did he would have been like, Screw you dude, I'm gonna shoot you in the head right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know Mia Mia wouldn't do that. So what are you trying to pull? Yeah. Type of thing, yeah. but because of what's going on now, he, there's 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 trust mm. issues, it's hanging trust in questions, the balance, then. right? It's like yeah. looming over their head and distrust. So I, I just segue. you know I, I probably if I was in bed with oh they did see a little steaminess he they were in bed they were and yeah. you know what her fact the fact is they showed her a little loosened up. They sort of, I think she feels like she's got a lot off her chest. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And that was the best. <laughs> that was probably the best Literally. session they've had. For us. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, he was, you know, Savino was calling to warn uh, Jack. Jack about this. So, obviously, he can get his guns ready and then take care of business. But he's busy. Mm-hmm. Taking care of business. Taking care of business with Mia. Oh, so, so you... Oh, so you think it was Savino that was warning Jack? Was, well, yeah, no, that's that, what he said he was going to do. That was some calling. Yeah, he, he did it on purpose. Him, he said that he was gonna, and, yeah. He said, "I'm going to warn him." He said uh, he, he told Rizzo that on purpose, knowing Rizzo would go after Jack. Yeah, and just playing I, upon his predictability. Gotcha. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to warn Jack. Yeah. Jack knows knows he's coming. He's going to take care of him. Yeah. It's going to get done, and then yeah. it's going to be like, well, the sheriff shot him. Exactly. It, what it was stuck in his head was uh-huh. the ADA saying, "If one of them kill one of us, Chicago's not going to ask. They're not going to ask any questions." Yeah. It's not like he got dumped in, the, in Very a true. In, in a in a shallow grave in the desert somewhere. So they know who did that. Exactly. And that would be obvious. So, so to yeah. see how this plays out is going to be very interesting for next episode, right, which yeah. is after the Grammys. After so probably February seventeenth, something like that. Something like or that. I think February twelfth. And I'm going to tell you why in predictions. Okay, so right. let's quickly news and gossip. Yes. News and gossip. AfterBuzz TV news. Okay, so this uh, show is still number one for its time slot, as far as I know. Correct. Correct. Okay, and the writers are doing a great job. They've done. It's kind of like a first semester, second semester of a university kind of thing, going to school, where they. It seems like this is like the first half, the first semester is mm-hmm. over, and they brought this. To a head right here mm. with uh, it's like the final exam. Midterms right now. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. So the show did really well. I mean, the episode was really great and the writing is coming along great and the story development is is really good. I have, I'm pleased. I'm very pleased uh, where, where the show is at and where it's going. I have some news and gossip. So um, Jason Amara and Carrie and Moss, they were at the People's Choice Awards and mm-hmm. they presented an award together. Yes, they did. And so I tweeted Jason saying, you know, hey, um, you and uh, Carrie and Moss, you know, you guys are looking you guys are looking good. They were both wearing black or something. So mm-hmm. then he tweeted back saying, you know, thanks, bam. And thanks for all the support um, that you guys do for the show. Awesome. So, so I cool. thought that was pretty cool. So he nice, made, bam. Yeah. So shout out to Jason. Jason. Amara. We went from Steve Rizzo. Now we got to get Jason Omara, yeah. Michael Chiklis, maybe Dennis Quaid, maybe oh. Carrie Ann Moss, maybe We Is Shall it? See, maybe Sarah Jones, maybe Vanessa Shaw. Yeah. I don't know. Amy Garcia. Amy Garcia. Uh. You can pull her away from Dexter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, anyway, so from this episode, <laughs> Steve's like, don't pull her away from Dexter. <laughs> uh, let's uh, get into predictions of what's going to happen next episode. Okay, so quickly, we didn't see any uh, foreshadowing for the f- next episode. I don't think they, sh- they didn't show they any. Didn't show any. Okay, so so much happened that was very, very crucial and pivotal to the development of the show. I mean, there's so many different ways things can go, and there's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of different routes that can be taken and paths for the show. But let's go into predictions for week 13. Bam Erickson, go. I was waiting for you to to do that. My predictions is we're going to see more between Dixon and Yvonne. 
Mm -hmm. And she's going to eventually cave in. Obviously, she caved in today because he showed up with the suits. Although I like his response, you know, I got to have the suit back uh, in the morning. 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 So she kind of liked that. And then he put his arm around. So it's it's a it's going to be a slowly build up. I think that uh, Carrie and Moss will will get back to um, to their relationship with Mm -hmm. uh, her and Jack. Mm -hmm. Um, You mean her and Ralph? Ralph. Mm -hmm. And then for Jack and Mia, I think. That's going to be the the center of attention for these next couple episodes because, you know, you have not only me and Jack, but, you know, the brothers, Ralph is going to have to get involved because Mm -hmm. he has to protect his brother. Mm -hmm. Then Rizzo is going to, you know, be a badass. So I think that is going to be the the focus of um, of the storyline for the next couple of weeks or for the next couple episodes. Okay, sounds good. Nick Purdue predictions. Um, Don't you say Nicholas Purdue. I'm Nicholas (laughs) Purdue. I'm going to agree with, with Bam 100%, everything he said. So his prediction is my prediction. Uh, but I did tweet Amy Garcia, and she did say that on February 12th, Yvonne has a real big episode. Really? Yes. Yeah, so I don't know what it is, but this is insider information. She said she has a real big episode, so we want to see if we can get uh, Amy Garcia in the studio. After Buzz TV exclusive. For that episode. Amy Garcia! Hope we can see you there. <laughs> that would be dope. Uh, what I did like was his was Dixon's response to her really quickly in that scene when she showed up and he said, how do you know I didn't have another date? And he goes, well, if you're asking me, I figured you're already at the bottom of your list. Yeah. But he said it in such a smooth swag way, like, yeah, I know you want to hook up with this. I'm trying to act like I ain't the man. You know, I like you ain't the, like I ain't a lamb, right. you know, You know what time it is. I get it from my daddy. I get it from my daddy. Well, my predictions, my prediction my, uh, is this. Vinny's gonna have to bring Vinny. Vincent is gonna have to bring back. Uh, he's gonna have to bring his wife back. Okay. Rizzo is not gonna get bumped off. Mia might have to get recruited by Savino and figure out what's going on because she gets thrown under the bus. And I think her dad's gonna find out. She's gonna find out that she got thrown under the bus before Rizzo gets bumped off, and then that's gonna cause a whole another slew of problems. What if Mia bumps him off? I doubt that. that well, actually, to protect her man. You try to shoot my man, Daddy. I couldn't get a job in Thirty Six Corporations because of you. That would be great. That would be a great twist. That would be good TV. Yeah, that would be amazing. Then she'd be all in. Yeah, she had to move into the ranch, <laughs> move out of the casino, into the ranch, move out of the Savoy. Oh my goodness! Thank you, After Buzzers, for uh, tuning in this yes, episode sir. of Intel. We have episode thirteen of season one of CBS's Vegas. We shall see you guys then. Where can we find you guys? You find me all over the internet at the Nick Purdue. You can find me not everywhere on the internet, but you can find me in some places, <laughs> such as Twitter, Bam Erickson. You can find me on Twitter at Club Thaddeus, and you can find me and Bam Erickson here 6 o'clock on Tuesdays doing NBC's Deception. You can also find Nick on Hemskirt.com. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> You've been, you've been waiting for, you've, been, you've been holding that one for I, I wasn't I just popped out really that was you really been, sure did just pop out uh. <laughs> until next week guys <laughs> have a good morning good afternoon or a good evening we'll see you guys next time from Bing.com executive producers Maria Menounos Kevin Undergaro Phil Svitek and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.